You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I am your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can now listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. I'm excited to talk today to Kent Kramer, who is the CEO of Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana. Kent, thank you so much for joining me today. It's great to be here, Chris. It, uh, it, it, I am a frequent shopper of Goodwill. Most of my family and friends are a frequent shopper of Goodwill. I think what you're most known for are your donations and your, your Goodwill centers. And we're going to talk a little bit about more of the work that you do. Um, but... Let's talk a little bit about Goodwill. What exactly is it, and how does it break down? You said you're the CEO of Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana. What's the what's the structure, and just give us an overview of the organization. Yes, so uh, you you started with retail. That's where most folks kind of start with us, and and that is a big component. It 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 is about seventy percent of our our revenue. And uh, we have 76 retail stores throughout central and southern Indiana. And like I said, that's, that's kind of what people know us for. But Goodwill is, is so much more than a store. Uh, it is uh, a social enterprise that really, you know, our mission is to help people increase their independence and reach their potential. And we do that through education, employment, and health. So besides retail, uh, we also operate high schools. We have 15 Excel centers, which are adult high schools that um, provide an opportunity for an individual that uh, dropped out at some point in their life and want to go back and get that high school diploma. We have a home visitation program um, for low-income uh, first-time moms called Nurse Family Partnerships. So we have in 30 counties, we have nurses that go out and visit um, uh, these young families and help them kind of navigate their way towards uh, becoming a family and and finding success Um, that way. We help people with disabilities. We have uh, a program called New Beginnings, which helps people reentering back into society from the uh, penal system. Um, We also have a placement organization. We sell things online. All in, um, Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana has 4,200 uh, employees in about 108 sites across 39 counties. So uh, um, our footprint is pretty big within kind of the foot the the Goodwill network, and um, you know we're an independent um, 501c3 nonprofit um, based here in Indianapolis. And we're one of 157 Goodwill organizations across North America. So um, we're independently um, led. We have a local board that helps governor govern our organization. So that's that's a little bit of a high level view of goodwill. That's that's impressive. I didn't realize that you were in so many different organizations, and most of that funded through the donations that people give. What is the origin of the organization? So the goodwill started in 1902 in Boston. And uh, there was a, um, a, a Methodist pastor that uh, um, led a inner-city Boston church, uh, Methodist church, and um, he saw the people that were um, living and trying to survive around uh, his church, mostly uh, immigrants, 
And what he did, he would go out into the suburbs, which in Boston back in 1902 was probably like five miles away. <laughs> right. But he would go out into the suburbs and collect, um, uh, use goods, clothing and household goods, and bring them back to his church. And then he would um, um, have these folks kind of repair them and fix it up, and then uh, he would give it away. And at one point, one um, young mother said, um, I, instead of a, a handout, I'd really like a hand up. What can I do to earn this? So then he started employing those folks to do the repairs and the cleaning and the processing of the goods, and then would s- sell them in a store. And and that was 1902, and uh, he spent several decades planting goodwills across the country. Happened to come through Indianapolis on the south side, uh, down by Fountain Square in 1930, and that's when wow. Goodwill started uh, here in Indianapolis in 1930. That's fascinating. I didn't I didn't realize there was such a rich history in this, yes. and that it was that it's been around that long. What is the process when I, I I'm fortunate thanks to a previous life as a, a construction cleanup person to have <laughs> visited several of your facilities, um, and I think what I took away visiting a location a couple locations, but. Uh, there was one warehouse where it was like, that's where the donations went. And so what happens when I drop off a load of clothes or I drop off a, f- a piece of furniture at uh, my Southport Goodwill, what happens next to those items? The life of a donation is yes, what you're, exactly you're asking right, yeah. about. <clears throat> so, um, uh, you know, if you would happen to donate that nice suit that you're wearing right now, <laughs> <laughs> if you'd happen to donate a, a suit that you might have, and uh, at any one of our 76 sites that take donations, um, we will examine that suit in the back. And I would say this, uh, more than half will get processed and get sold right away in, in a store. So we would take it, put it in a store, usually that store you donated at. Sometimes we get, we have to fluctuate and, and uh, adjust uh, inventory levels, but most of it goes right into that store. The, and and as nice as that suit is, uh, only about half of what we get in and we put out for sale actually sells. Mm. So we leave it out for sale for about four weeks, and then we do some heavy discounting, have a 50% off sale. And if it hasn't sold after all of those discounts, we'll pull it out of the store and send it to one of those warehouses you just spoke of. We call those our outlet stores. So part of that warehouse is an actual store that sells things by the pound. Mm. And we have four of those in our area. And we sell things, you know, um, uh, it's by weight. So it's at a deep discount. And individuals go in there, they, they collect things, they buy things, they resell it online. Uh, they reuse, repurpose uh, items. So there's that chance that it gets uh, a chance to sell. If it doesn't sell there, and then we have an opportunity to recycle it. So recycled clothing might uh, have further use, whether it's as a, you know, into the rag industry, which um, uh, used for automotive and a variety of industrial uses. Sometimes it's resale to developing countries that have uh, commerce and thrift stores, and uh, so that that clothing, uh, we do we do not throw away any clothing. Mm. Uh, it all has like a, a purpose, and it kind of kind of this circular economy that just keeps going. Um, if it happens to be household goods that you've donated and gone through that same cycle, uh, we have uh, each one of those warehouses you spoke of. 
has a recycling center. So within that, if it's plastic, we take all the plastic and separate it and sell it to plastic um, uh, vendors, metal, cardboard, all of that uh, is the same way. So that's kind of the cycle. Uh, One little hitch in there, a certain percentage, very small percentage of our uh, donations we do sell online. Hmm. So um, uh, on a variety of sites, but a lot of it goes through shopgoodwill.com, which is a, a, a an auction site, kind of like eBay. Um, but we will take something. So if that suit is a designer suit and we might sell it for $10 in a regular retail store, um, but because it's a designer suit, uh, we might get $100 for it online, right? Because somebody might be looking for that suit, that size, and willing to pay 100 because it costs $400 uh, at a suit store. So, um, you know, we do look at those types of items. And what that means for us is if we get $100 for it versus 10 that's 90 more dollars that we can sink back into the mission and some of our programs. That's fascinating. There is uh, it's a very green operation too. Yes. Uh, clothing is an, an incredible polluter in a lot of ways. So uh, you're listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle, and I'm talking to Kent Kramer, who is the CEO of Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the workforce that makes up not just these stores, but in uh, elsewhere. Who do you really go after when you're trying to hire at these locations? Yeah, so uh, I think I mentioned earlier we have about 4,200 uh, employees in all of our sites. A little over 3,000 of those are in retail, and of those 3,000, Uh, about two-thirds have a barrier to employment. So these are individuals, and two-thirds are individuals that really just at times have a difficult time finding a job. So these are individuals that have a disability. Uh, Unfortunately, the employment rate for people with disabilities is is right around 20%. That means 80% of folks that have a disability aren't working. So we really work hard to find opportunities for those folks. Uh, Individuals that don't have a high school diploma. If you got to click that box, uh, there's a lot of employer, employers that just won't hire, hire people without high school diplomas. Uh, so we hire people without high school diplomas and try and work hard to get them on a path where they can get that education or people with a uh, criminal background. Employment rate for people with criminal backgrounds is 2x what it is uh, for people that don't have that. So uh, we really employ sometimes the people that are hard to employ and give them opportunities to succeed, gain work history, and then move on possibly to what's next or move up within Goodwill. How does that work with your New Beginnings program? Yeah, so New Beginnings is... Uh, it's a reentry program. So we also have manufacturing uh, facilities. We've got a couple of manufacturing facility, facilities, one in Bloomington and one on the near west side of Indianapolis, where we do kitting, manufacturing, light manufacturing, assembly work uh, for businesses to provide a good solution for them. And within that facility, we uh, employ people with disabilities. We employ people who have criminal backgrounds. Uh, those individuals, reentry individuals um, that have the background, we established a program called New Beginnings where we not only provide them real work experience, you know, doing this uh, assembly and kitting and light assembly work, but also we wrap other resources around them uh, to help them become successful. So they work for four days and get their 40 hours in, and then they give us a day 
and that's where uh, we spend that day with them. And this is a six month program for six for six months. We're working on resume. We're working on interview skills. Uh, we're taking them on field trips, trying to find out you know where they might want to work after their six months is up and they graduate from the Goodwill program. So this is it's called New Beginnings. I absolutely love this program because uh, of the success that we've had and um, the gratitude that folks show once they've gone through this program. So I'm um, not sure if you're familiar with the, the term recidivism rate. Mm, yes, but please explain it to our listeners. Yeah, so recidivism rate is uh, individuals that are reentering society and they do this measurement at three years and uh, who has re- who is reoffended and then gone back into um, you know the prison system. And the recidivism rate is that. And in Indi- in Indianapolis, uh, depending on the study you look at, but the one we look, it, it, it's right around 42% uh, actually reoffend and go and are serving time again after three years. The state of Indiana is right around 37% reoffend. So that's you know almost four in ten in the entire state reoffend and go back. And you know that's that's quite expensive for the taxpayer and for the state. Um, new beginnings again. Why I love this is when you give somebody a job, you work with them. They work hard at that job. You provide other resources. You connect them with opportunities. What we're seeing is that recidivism rate is below 4%. Hmm. So um, there is success for those folks. Unfortunately, a lot of people just will not give them an opportunity. We're able to do that. We're able to let them gain some work history, uh, some work experience, uh, some of these other soft skills, and then we can release them to another employer uh, and that they're finding success that way. So let's take the opportunity not to uh, help your competition too much, but let's talk about what it's like to employ 4,200 people, uh, a good percentage of them with special needs or with a criminal background or without a high school education. What is the experience like managing those people? And what would you say to an employer who is listening about hiring that uh, these various populations? Right. I I would say that um, they're just looking for a chance just like anybody else. They have, um, you know, a barrier um, that society has defined. They have a barrier that says maybe they won't be the best worker. Um, But what we have found, if you give them the opportunity, you believe in them. Sometimes we believe in them before they believe in themselves. But if we, if you believe in them, give them an opportunity, work with them so that they can find success, uh, then it'll be well worth that effort. Work is really important in terms of dignity. There is dignity in yeah. all work, yes. yes. And feeling good about yourself through that process. Absolutely. Yeah, so well, that's excellent. Uh, so let's talk about the Excel centers, the the folks who don't have uh, high, they don't have high school diplomas. Is that who the Excel centers educate? Yes. So, okay. in the state of Indiana, there is right around four hundred sixty thousand uh, working age adults that don't have a high school diploma, and that's, that's just an enormous number. Uh, in the nation, uh, there's nearly thirty two million. So this is not just a um, a small problem and an issue that society deals with. It is uh, individuals that are out there trying to make ends meet. And if you go to an employer uh, and you do not have a high school diploma, let alone any uh, additional education, it is just really tough to find a job that will provide a family sustaining wage. So we saw that uh, back in 
um, 2010, opened the first Excel Center. And uh, um, they're the one that you, you did a little work at. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cleaned I cleaned up. your office. Yep. <laughs> so um, uh, 2010, we had 300 seats is what we opened with. Six months into it, there was 2,000 on the wait list. So we thought it might work. But uh, once we got open, we're like, oh, wow, we have um, a tremendous demand here. And there's folks that really want to do this. So you kind of blink ahead and it's 10 years later now. And we operate 15 of these Excel centers uh, in central and southern Indiana. We've got nearly 5000 students, um, all adults, you know, uh, working towards their high school um, diploma. We're finding tremendous success. And one of the reasons that we're finding success is the way that it was designed. And we listened to our students and we listened to what the needs of that population was. And what we found is that uh, many had dropped out because, one, they became a parent. And they'd never gone back because it was just difficult to have a child and go to regular high school. So time got behind them and now they're in their mid-20s and now they have two children um, so the excel center part of the design is that there's free child care that's great while you're in class there's free child care another obstacle is is transportation so we will provide a free bus pass for you as long as you're going to class and coming uh, and producing uh, you will you will get a free um, uh, bus pass the other uh, all these are kind of like what we call our, you know, kind of secret sauce or secret ingredients. Every student gets a life coach. And mm-hmm. that is, so I, I spoke of, you know, um, maybe it's a, a becoming a parent at an early age or transportation, but sometimes there's other obstacles. Maybe it's homelessness or uh, maybe you have mental health. Uh, a, a life coach can help get you through those things. So, uh, we find people come to us um, with some of those same barriers they had 10 years ago when they dropped out of high school. So we really work with them and try and find a solution so that, that they can find success. And I guess the final, the final piece is 99% of our graduates walk across that stage, not only with a high school diploma, but also additional certifications and or college dual credit. Did so you say 99%? 99%. Wow. So that is... Uh, and, um, uh, you know, the reason that's so important is because the days of the jobs of today and tomorrow are going to require more than a high school diploma. So, you know, imagine that 460,000, um, trying to get a job without a high school diploma, let alone additional, you know, uh, certifications and those types of things. So we offer certifications, um, you know, things like welding, higher tech, uh, a lot in the medical field, uh, certified medical assistant, certified nursing assistant. So if you are a certified medical assistant and you've spent a year at the Excel Center getting your diploma and your certified medical assistant uh, certification, uh, all at no cost, um, you can walk into a $14, $15 an hour job right away. And that's, uh, again, it's it to me, it's, it's wonderful because it, it shows – uh, that there is opportunity for folks, no matter where you're at, no matter what your age is, uh, if you find the right program and you have the right tenacity um, to get after it, um, anything is possible. So if somebody were interested in that program or they have a family member that they want to tip off, where should they go? Where can they find yeah. out more information? So our our our, our site, thegoodwillindy.org, 
uh, is the best place. You can get to the Excel Center. You can find out about Nurse Family Partnership. You can find out about employment at a Goodwill um, uh, store or outlet or within our transportation um, system. Uh, but goodwillindy.org is where you can find it all out. If you're a student at the Excel Center, what, what does it cost? It, it, there's no cost to the student. There's an investment in time and effort. Um, but if you're willing to give that, we're going to give you a chance. Oh, that's that's great. So that website is goodwillindy.org. You mentioned nurses. What is that program? I've 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 seen the Excel centers, yes. obviously, uh, but <laughs> I didn't know that there was a nursing program. Yes. What, tell us a little bit more about this. Um, uh, happy to. So Nurse Family Partnership is a program that Goodwill brought to Indiana uh, in 2011. And uh, Nurse Family Partnership is a home visitation program for low-income first-time moms. Hmm. So um, in the state, um, there are uh, close to um, 15,000 first-time Medicaid-eligible births. So these are um, primarily women in poverty that are having their first child. And many times um, they don't have the resources or the relationships to know exactly what to do to mm-hmm. be a um, you know the, the the parenting skills to find success as a parent, and uh, um, you know we did a lot of uh, research, or um, maybe the family support network. Uh, absolutely, and just they might knowledge be, of family that might, yeah, might have issues. Right. It's it's tough for anybody, yeah. let alone somebody that, that may not have those resources. So that's yeah. a very good point. Um, so what this program is, it matches a registered nurse with this uh, young expectant mother in her first trimester of pregnancy. Um, and that nurse will spend uh, the next two and a half years visiting this young um, mother and then young family. Um, and it's right around between 50 and 55 times in a two and a half year period until that baby turns two. And the outcomes are incredible because of that high touch, high interaction um, um, you know, coaching, tutoring, uh, parenting that that nurse does. So it may start with, here's why you should take prenatal vitamins. And it may lead to, here's why you should read, even though your child's in the womb. And here's definitely why you should read and have a lot of vocabulary and here's proper eating. And, and, um, you know, they'll coach and counsel on, um, maybe if they're a smoker or maybe their environment, is not conducive to having a family. So they will work uh, tirelessly with that uh, young family. Each nurse has about 25 families they work with. And, uh, you know, from a nursing perspective, to get to know uh, the, you know, your patients that you're working with. Uh, at two years when we have that graduation, um, it's pretty emotional because that nurse is moving on to a new family and that, that young family is on their own now. Um, but it's just incredible. So some of the outcomes are, uh, an example would be remediation needed at kindergarten Mm. is cut in half because of that reading, because of that understanding that that young mother has and, and lots of times a young, um, uh, father as well, but how that young family has an idea about the importance of reading and vocabulary and development of the brain early on. Um, but even like longer term outcomes, uh, cut in half, they measure this, and this has been measured for 40 years. Individuals, these children at the age of 15, um, interactions 
with law enforcement is cut in half mm. just because of this program, and it stops at two. What, what is the re- is it just because of the development of the child? So down the road, they're yes. they're better prepared. Development of the child, development of the parent. It's definitely a two gen approach. It's great, and you know the parent really does uh, learn and appreciate how to be a good. Um, a good parent so they want what's best they always want what's best but sometimes they just need a little help understanding how to get there oh my mom is a registered nurse and i've watched <laughs> my brother and sister with their kids call her uh, we're all hypochondriacs so we're constantly <laughs> just to have somebody to text and go hey there's a rash what is this or you know so that that alone i think is just it's got to be such a big peace of mind for those parents too. absolutely yeah, so you have been the CEO. Uh, I'm talking to Kent Kramer of Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana, goodwillindy.org. And you have been the CEO for how long? So I've been with Goodwill for uh, going on 18 years this year, and uh, I'm, I'm right on next month, my five-year anniversary as the CEO. So over your 18 years, but specifically the last five what are some changes that you've seen as you're you're involved in so many different aspects of our society? What are some some trends and changes that you've noticed that really stick out to you? Yeah, so um, the needs continue to grow, and uh, the the needs of the people that we serve, and um, we're working at identifying what those needs are and trying to meet those needs. So. Um, just this year, we're opening up our first uh, housing um, um, uh, development, 208, um, and this is workforce housing. So the facility that you uh, mm-hmm. help clean and get ready after construction, um, right outside that, we, we um, right on, um, on uh, uh, Michigan Street and White River Boulevard is uh, Riverview Apartments, and mm-hmm. the, this is workforce housing. And again, meeting the need of the community. So right now, if you are, and let's just say you, uh, individual that um, just recently graduated um, from college and have your first job, and let's just say you're a teacher, or let's say you work at Applebee's and your uh, partner works at Applebee's, um, or let's even a a registered nurse or somebody that works for the city, uh, if you are making um, entry-level wages, it's nearly impossible to live downtown mm-hmm. it just you just can't do it you might be able to room with three other people and do it but to find affordable safe um quality housing downtown it's just it's really tough so we worked with um the city of indianapolis and got some tax incentive financing and work with a partner strategic capital partners and um, develop this riverview apartment so um, the rent levels are based on your income and um, so you have to be working, um, but it's based on your income, and uh, it makes it affordable for somebody, um, you know, that's making it what, you know, it's a 60 to 120% of area um, meeting income. So we continue to look for ways that we can serve a population that um, is just looking for, um, you know, a hand up, and um, whether that's in housing or employment or health. Uh, or education, we're just going to continue to look at those opportunities. So our final question is one that I always like to ask people, and you've got a, a lot of people listening right now. What is the thing that you see every day that you think, I just wish everybody knew this? What is that thing that you just consistently see and you just want people to understand? 
you know, um, what I wish people could see um, is the hope and resiliency of the population that we serve. And uh, not everybody gets to see that. Not, not everybody gets to witness that and um, actually spend time with individuals just trying to um, trying to get by. And um, um, there are, we have, Goodwill has so many um, success stories out there where people have really put in a hard day's worth of work. They've really worked on their education and they find success. And the appreciation that they have um, for whatever resources we can provide, uh, whatever opportunity that we give them, uh, I just I just wish that more people um, would be able to see that, and then also um, not only see that, but um, um, you know work towards providing those opportunities. So uh, again, the unemployment rate for people with disabilities is too high. Uh, there's not enough organizations and businesses giving people an opportunity that are returning to society um, after paying their their debt. Um, individuals without a high school diploma deserve a chance, and I, I just would love everybody to um, kind of double down on that. Excellent. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining me, Kent Kramer, who is the CEO of Goodwill of Central and Southern Indiana, and their website is goodwillindy.org. Thank you so much for joining me. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, nowhearthisindy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please contact Gabby at 317-475-7407 or via the contact page on our website. Thanks for listening, and we will be back again next weekend with Now Hear This. If you think you've heard everything the libertarian world has to offer, you've got another thing coming. Enemy of My Enemy is a fast-paced podcast that brings hyper-intelligent and qualified libertarians from the left, right, and center together to debate and discuss current events and the hottest topics. Don't settle for slow-paced, predictable shows filled with the same philosophy you've already heard before. Tune into Enemy of My Enemy for something fresh and educational. I look forward to seeing you there.